But anyway, but uh, real quick, uh, Photo Document 1979 mm-hmm. was really good. Okay. I really, really enjoyed that one a lot um, for a lot of different reasons. But uh, there was a scene in that of this like just this like old ass fisherman just like cooking dinner for himself. Uh-huh. That was like one of my favorite things I've ever seen in a movie. Awesome. It was just not a word is spoken. It's like two shots mm-hmm. and the second shot is like breathtaking. Awesome. It just it, like I just was getting sucked into the scene. Like I couldn't I was just watching it I'm like this is incredible. Is this like your Lou the Jew scene in, that, in, in Chicago Rat? Remember we shot that scene when we were in the uh, uh, the Hancock? Uh-huh. And like it, we were watching. Oh, uh, yeah. And Paul he's Burrell just doing all the business on the all desk. The business <laughs> and then like halfway through shooting. I don't know if someone went up to you to, to tell you, but we actually took time after we were either done with the day or we were in the middle of the day to just purposely record Paul Burrell, like just just work because yeah. he was just going at it but like all the the clicking on oh, the uh, so on the good. machine it yeah. was so good that i don't know how long you recorded it for yeah for a while yeah i know yeah. <laughs> i mean there was i think during one of the takes even it just like it just kept going and i like forgot it took me a couple <laughs> minutes because i was just watching and i was like wait i'm supposed to call cut at some yeah. point like <laughs> right that's on me yeah 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 it's like no i'm just, just watching this movie hearing right now. you describe the fisherman just the you know the mundaneness of like a simple act that we all yeah. do every day it sometimes just sucks you in. It's you know the just the like it, exactly it very much was that and the, and the fact that also is taking place on this like remote island in the Baltic in 1979. Mm. You know there was this like time capsule element to okay, it as yeah. well and um, and man I just like you need to just even see just this scene like you should watch the whole movie sometime because it's it was actually really really wonderful but. Um, this, it just I, I was getting so absorbed in it like mm-hmm. just by nature of the very scene itself nice and this sort of like i don't know combination of like loneliness and fulfillment like right. at the same time kind of like happening yeah. in this in this thing and then like it cuts to the second shot that was just like oh, <laughs> oh you fucking genius yeah, like right. jesus he just took this like nothing you know moment and mm-hmm. turned it into like just cinematic gold awesome and it, it was so fucking mind-blowing <laughs> like it was funny too because i um i've mentioned you before I, as a way of sort of like tracking all the movies i watch i just go on imdb and just oh, give it like a star em. rating yeah, yeah yeah um you know and, like red review basically just to like yeah so i have a list of like oh here's everything i watch so when i'm doing like say a top five list for a podcast or something i can go yes. what did i watch this year <laughs> go oh surprisingly few movies from this year right um but anyway i went you know and i, I was giving this a star rating to to document it and um saw like you know one of the like user review headlines that popped up and it was like it referenced that scene oh, and it's it? like nice. I, I looked into the reviews and like half the reviews even in just like the first little blurb were like oh my god this scene of this guy eating fit like it <laughs> it like tore me apart that's like, great it's <laughs> awesome yeah um but uh no it was, it was it's this incredible I, I was i was just thrilled to see that it had such like power over other people too yeah. that like other people who watch this movie are all of a sudden like yeah did you fucking do that one scene like holy shit you've got a you've got a fisherman group dorian yeah yeah uh-huh. <laughs> so well that's anyway. cool dude yeah uh just once again all the stuff i always complain about overdoing it yeah overdoing it this guy just like 
can take like one camera and like a guy at home by himself cooking some fish yeah. and like make a cinematic masterpiece out of it. That's a real filmmaker. I people. like it. Yeah. I like that. Anyway, uh, we're going to be talking about someone who's <laughs> not a cinematic master. Be nice. Master. Be nice. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I got a little <clears throat> little Shyamalan in my throat or something. I know what it is. It's just something caught in there. I just, just, sitting, I just need to like dude, twist it to get it out. Just, I just look, need to give it a twist. Like hearing you talk about Ingmar Bergman with a Criterion coffee cup in your hand, <laughs> and you're just like, I think I got a little Shyamalan in my throat. You know, uh, uh, you just. <laughs> I need to. I'm gonna go grab a pack of clove cigarettes I real just quick. Want, like that right. as a painting, like in my house, just you just sitting yeah, like this in like, sweatpants. In sweatpants. I'm wearing like, sweats right now, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have no Sick. idea. How much of a piece of shit I look like oh my God. at this very moment. No, that was that was great. I'm glad you pointed that out. I it was just that's all like <laughs> I need to get cut. I forgot I had the criteria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got this. They oh sent so the um you know, they did that sign up to become like a charter member for their new criterion channel service oh, yeah, when yeah, they yeah. launch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I signed up for that. Uh-huh. And then like January first, I'm getting an email and it's like, Oh, thanks for signing up to be a charter member. Here's a $10 gift card to Criterion.com. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, and I was like, well, I just got a bunch of movies. Yeah. I don't need, and, you know, after Crit, I don't need to be spending a bunch of money right now. So, <laughs> and I got stuff to watch anyway. I got, you know, 39 Ingmar Bergman movies. Well, there you go. 21 now because I right. watched 18 of them. But uh, I was like, I don't need to buy any more movies right now. Uh, I was like, let's let me just look at some swag. And yeah. yeah, coffee mug was like, you know, $12. And I was like, okay, Perfect. I'll pay two bucks for this mug. Nice. And then now, Lo and behold, it came here at the perfect moment so I could choke on some coffee and make fun of M. Night Shyamalan. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, uh, I don't know, achieve my ultimate form as movie snob. Yeah. yeah. For for just a moment. I wouldn't call the... Usually I have a Twin Peaks mug. I wouldn't call the painting of you like this, though, like movie snob. It would have to be something, you know... <laughs> I've got Shyamalan in my throat. I, yeah. think, that's, I think that's what it's going to be called. <laughs> I've got a little Shyamalan got a little in my Shyamalan. throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good idea. I haven't uh, I haven't showered yet today. either done my hair, so I got a yeah. nice like Giorgio Sucalus oh, kind of thing do? going on. Yes. Right. Oh my god. Yes. Isn't it possible? Isn't it possible? <laughs> well, uh, happy New Year, Dorian. Oh, happy New Year, Bobby. We spent the New Year tonight together. We did. Um, it was a lovely evening. It was a very lovely evening. Yeah. Yeah. I went back to work and my my boss was just like, "So did you like kill that twenty four pack?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. He's like, "Really?" I was like, "Yeah." Yeah. I don't fuck around. Yeah, and at least at least one more as well. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of booze. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. We ain't no lightweights. Uh-uh. Um. So we're back officially. Yeah. In yeah. the new year, 2019 this is our first episode of 2019. Woo! This is episode 40. Wow. Four zero, dude. Damn, that is crazy. Four zero. Uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome back, everyone. Woo. Um, all right, so I've got some news. Oh, what you got? I purposely saved this for when we were recording. Oh, shit. Yeah, and I feel like a dumbass because it was so easy to do that I don't know why I didn't do it before. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I'm not good at this. <laughs> what you got? Uh, we are officially, as of today, on Spotify. Oh, hey. So Nice. If you have a Spotify account. We are officially on there. Search the couch or search my name, Bobby Navia, nice. and it will come up. And all episodes uh, are on there as of today. 
Wow. So we've finally gotten our podcast after about a year onto <laughs> the largest streaming platform in the world. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good place to be. I, I thought to myself, <laughs> last week we didn't record. We actually, I said I didn't realize they, they did podcasts on there. They I've only just ever used recently it for music, started doing so. it. Okay. Actually, I think with the latter half of 2018, they okay. like implemented that you could do it. Cool. And so the, uh, the service, uh, the website host that I use for, to host the podcast um, uh, is called Podbean. And uh, in case you're wondering, like Podbean has an app as well that you can download and listen to other podcasts as well as our own mm-hmm. on there. So, uh, but um, through Podbean, they have a uh, like connect um, section, so you can connect to like WordPress or a bunch of other different stuff if you want to like host it. And one of them is Spotify. <laughs> connect to Spotify. All right. And it was just like just Click. press this button and agree. And I was like, I'm a fucking dumbass. <laughs> like. Hey, you this know is why what? I'm not sitting with the Criterion coffee <laughs> cup in my hand because this is really fucking easy to do. But whatever, I think it's a nice thing to you'll, kick off 2019. You'll get a Shyamalan in your throat. I know. These days. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so yes, we are officially on Spotify. So if you have Spotify, please, nice, yeah, jump in there, search us up. Yeah. Uh, and uh, a lot of our uh, we've gotten a lot of good listens on our last couple episodes. Roma, oh yeah, Roma and our top five. Oh. Are in the uh, are in the thirties. We've never gone past like twenty five. Wow, we got now like thirty listens. Thirty listens, thirty five, thirty six listens already. Damn. Yeah. So twenty nineteen is looking up. It's folks. looking up, yeah. people. You know. So, uh, for episode forty. Episode forty. Well, let me let me explain what the couch is, just in case we've got yeah. some new listeners yeah, for. Oh yeah, go for it. Just in case we got some new listeners for twenty nineteen. Um, if this is your first time listening, welcome back or welcome. And if uh, you're a listener, welcome back. Uh, so on the couch, we talk about movie trailers. <clears throat> we do one trailer a week. Um, and if there is a movie or a um, movie to a trailer that we've reviewed, we'll usually do like a follow-up. But uh, with talking about the trailers, we the trailer is like the umbrella for just a bigger conversation about the genre of the trailer, the actors, the director, the producers, the writers, uh, and then every once in a while, we have a little segment called the off-ramp where we theorize different versions and different alternate realities for the movie that we are reviewing. <laughs> so uh, the great thing about this is that you can almost stop any episode that we have, go online, YouTube, iTunes, watch the trailer, and uh, know about the movie, know just as much about the movie as we do yeah. when we're talking about it. So, um, so yeah, so today... Episode 40, first episode of 2019, we're talking about the trailer to Glass, mm-hmm. which is the new M. Night Shyamalan movie Yep, coming out uh, next week, the 18th, I believe, January mm-hmm. 18th. Yeah. And uh, this is a third movie in a not necessarily planned trilogy yeah, of movies. Fucking weird trilogy. It is. It is. <laughs> um, the first movie being uh, Unbreakable yeah. with Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis. It's from 2000, right? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, the second one being Split. Mm-hmm. And then now uh, Glass, which puts all three of them together in one movie. Yeah. So um, where do you want to start, Dorian? I don't know if we should start with like, do we go through like that series a little bit? Like Unbreakable? I've seen Unbreakable and Split. Yeah. Um, so like, do you want to go through that or you want to like, Jump into the trailer? Or? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, we can kind of go. So anywhere. I never saw Split. Okay. Um, but you saw Unbreakable. Yeah, I saw Unbreakable. Did you I like actually, Unbreakable? Yeah, I liked Unbreakable. I, like I mean, you know, I saw it in like 
you know, 2001 or something like that. When like, it came out. you know, shortly after it came out. But, um, and I, you know, I dug it like that. Yeah. Like Unbreakable and Sixth Sense, I both like. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're like these masterpieces that mm-hmm. I don't know. People, yeah. Sometimes I feel like for the uninitiated. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like people, I don't know, uh, like these things get built up in their minds to yeah, be yeah, yeah. better than they actually are, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like people have it because people's like thoughts on Unbreakable and especially like when Split came out and it yeah. turned out to be this sort of like sequel. It was it was crazy to me how many people were so excited about that. They're like, dude, a sequel to Unbreakable. It's like one of my favorite movies. I'm yeah. like, really? Yeah. Unbreakable? Like, it's my I mean, favorite. It, was, it, it was is fine. Personally, my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie. Sure, it's, un- it's unbreakable. I'd, yeah, that's yeah. probably mine too. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, hands down. I mean, there's not movie, yeah. a lot of competition for that title. <laughs> no, <laughs> but I mean, like he was still like when that movie came out, he was still you know writing you know his his high of yeah you know being the person that had these like twists or whatever totally you know, these yeah movies. So like, and I, I don't I don't really feel like Unbreakable had like Unbreakable has a twist, but it's not really like a earth shattering you know like. I guess if you're going to compare the twist in Unbreakable to the twist in The Sixth Sense, like mm-hmm. Sixth Sense is a little bit bigger of a twist than yeah. Unbreakable. But you can kind of figure it figure it out for Unbreakable, mm-hmm. you know, where everything is going by the end. Um, oh, and if you haven't seen Unbreakable or Split, like we're going to, I'm going to spoil some shit yeah. just because it just helps with how we're going to, at least helps with how I'm going to talk about the trailer to yeah i mean you kind of have to because it's all you know converging and yeah i mean unbreakable so that's like a 20 year old movie so yeah you know fucking deal with that (laughs) uh and split if you don't know like what happens in that movie by now like the 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 twist is that it's a sequel Sequel to to unbreakable Unbreakable. so like if you know that it's already spoiled yeah yeah, exactly um no i really Uh, really liked unbreakable and i think in like later years and just talking to like different people about like oh what's your favorite movies or you would get into like that m night Shyamalan talk Mm -hmm. of like his movies you know i would always tell people that like it's the best comic book movie out there that is not based on any sort of comic book Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have like comic book tropes i guess do you know what i mean like it's it is an origin story but it's like a it's like a it, it doesn't put itself out there as one. It's just something that's happening to this guy. Yeah, right. And he's just trying to figure it out. Like, yeah, you don't it. really. That's kind of the twist is that it is a comic book movie. Yeah, you right. Know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And you don't you know, obviously you only find that out until like the very end. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, but no, I really, really like that movie um, uh, quite a bit. And if you haven't seen it, you should see it. And um, but with Split. <clears throat> I went to go see Split. I think I knew about the twist before I went to go see the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, the twist is that, you know, um, what do you call it? Um, Bruce Willis shows up at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, as his character, David Dunn from uh, Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And um, what I really liked about Split is James McAvoy is excellent in Split. Like, just acting wise, he's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah. Like all the all the different voices and all the different personalities that he has to act out, like they are solely like individual characters. And what's kind of nice is that it's a very kind of like, but not as good as like kind of like a Ten Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. It's a very, you know, it's a very enclosed, enclosed yeah. movie. So it happens kind of in one space with one character. We go out a little bit, mm-hmm. but there. Other than I think I can't remember if there's any any. Um, any clue to it being in Philadelphia, 
but the movie does not go out of its way at all in the narrative whatsoever to connect it to Unbreakable. Mm -hmm. There's never any mention of David Dunn. There's never any mention of Elijah Price, who Samuel Jackson plays. It's just a movie about a guy with multiple personalities who kidnaps these these two girls. Yeah, and that's it. And that's what we're watching. And so. Um, <clears throat> The idea being that like his some of his multiple personalities are working against some of the other multiple personalities while he, the person himself, is dealing with all the multiple personalities as well. And so uh, and they're trying to reach this new personality that is called the Beast, mm -hmm. which he attains by the end of the movie. And when he attains it, it's uh, basically it's all his physical features change. And, you know, he becomes like. Um, someone tries to stab him at some point and like the, the knife bends, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So like his physical features have just sort of like, uh, you know, changed um, inside and out. Yeah. Um, but once he goes back to like another personality, like he's like mortal, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, but um, that change into the beast only happens like right at the end. It doesn't happen at all. Any in the movie, that's just kind of like our set piece for it. The only connection that people made about uh, Unbreakable and Split was that his change into the beast at the end of the movie happens on a train, mm -hmm. as does David Dunn's discovery of his power, uh -huh. of his ability, I guess, and the unbreakable is that it happens on a train. Sure. So like that was it. But like other yeah. than that, <laughs> there wasn't anything on there wasn't anything else about that. So um but I thought Split was like a really good movie. It was a really good small movie, really good genre movie, mm -hmm. I thought. Um that I mean, um you didn't need to have it didn't need to be a sequel to Unbreakable at all. Like it yeah. definitely works as not a sequel to Unbreakable, you know. But um, now we're now we have this uh, third movie, Glass. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now they're all in one movie together. Um, and it was interesting when Split came out. I read interviews with M Night Shyamalan saying that the character that James McAvoy plays was actually in the original script for. Unbreakable, mm -hmm. and that uh, do you remember that scene in Unbreakable where he he goes into the train station, and he kind of like puts his hands out because if he touches people, oh, you kind of yeah. get a glimpse of right, yeah, what they've done or whatever. So it was in that 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 his character, James McAvoy's character, was that who that's who um, Bruce Willis was meant to hit, and he would hit him and realize that like he had these girls that uh, that he kidnapped and were being held, and that's who he goes and he fights and encounters the beast there. Mm -hmm. But realize that that character just had too much complexity for like like a third act sequence. Sure, that yeah. That he just didn't want to like lop him in there. So that's why like the end of that movie is more about like Dunn just saving like some random people as opposed to like, here's the big bad villain of this uh -huh, movie. Right. You know? so, um, the big bad villain of that movie is water. It is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a far more effective end of that movie. Which is also the big bad villain in signs, kind of. Yes. Or no, it is. well actually it's I guess it's it's the villain to the villain, so it's really like the saving element. Anyway. Oh, we don't, that's we true. don't need to get into that. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Shaman's uh, got a thing with trains and water. I'm trains just discovering and this. Water. Yeah. Yeah. So um so yeah, so the trailer for this movie now they're all like in an insane asylum, I guess. Yeah. And their therapist is Sarah Paulson. And um, I will say from the outright, I'm excited for the movie. I'm really, really excited for the movie. I want to see where it goes. Yeah. But I am not a fan of the trailer. Yeah, the trailer is very bad. I'm not a fan of the trailer <laughs> um, at all. Uh, since I've spoken for a bit, do you want to tell me why you're not a fan of the trailer? 
Uh, I'm sure. I mean, you know, I you Switch know I want to. I know you want to. <laughs> but I mean, first and foremost, like you know, I I have no connection or attachment or you know love for this as like a, a, a you know on the ground level, like you know from a just conceptual standpoint. Okay. Like I never wanted or needed a sequel to Unbreakable. Yeah, I thought it was fine the way it was. Yeah. Um, so when I heard that, like, I didn't think Split looked very good because also okay. I'm I'm not a fan of M Night Shyamalan okay. at all. Um, like I said, those first couple movies I think are fine. Um, I thought you really dug the happening. What, uh, well, I mean, there's <laughs> <laughs> he turned that incident into a happening. All right, <laughs> um, there there are things about the happening that I adore. Okay, um, but they are all things <laughs> that I would call um, blunders. All right. <laughs> <laughs> to put it nicely, yeah. um, expensive blunders. That movie cost fifty million dollars. Wow! And they couldn't get wine that moves when it you turn a glass up. Wow. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, um, so yes, I've I've and I've seen most of his movies. Also, I haven't seen the last Airbender. I saw that. Um, but uh, some uh, a couple of friends and, uh, and I spent a few really ill-advised days drinking Four Loco and watching M. Night Shyamalan movies. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, it was down in Texas. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of, if you're in Texas, <laughs> like, it, it was a pretty good way to spend our time, to be honest. Because, yeah. A, it meant not going outside, because this was July in fucking Ooh, Texas, yeah. and it was disgusting. Um, but anyway, uh, so I've actually seen most of his movies, and they're, they're as bad as bad can be you yeah. know i mean after earth in particular is like we all just wanted to slit our wrists while watching that it wasn't <laughs> even like you know some of that like the happening we were like laughing our asses off uh, the visit we were dying laughing oh, yeah, yeah. um that that movie's hysterical right. <laughs> for all the wrong reasons um but uh you know after earth was just like uh, how much longer is this this yeah. is just fucking awful um so anyway all that to say, I'm not a fan of this guy. Okay. I don't. I don't particularly find him to be a good filmmaker or even somebody that like should be that we should continue to give opportunities to. I, okay. From what I understand, for like the visit, uh, split, and glass, he's been sinking like his own money into. Okay. Um. From from what I understand, I think the visit was like. I think that might have been his own money. Yeah. And that did good. I, th I think, I think I've read with these also that he's yeah, got really? a bunch of his own money. In, I mean, well, in good for movies. him yeah. for doing that. I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, put your money where your mouth is exactly. for sure. Exactly, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but anyway, so, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not a fan. And then, so when, like, Split came out and then heard about this, like, twist, which to me just felt like another, like, Shyamalan kind of gimmick. Yeah. Especially the fact that, you know, <clears> like you said, it, it, the movie functions on its own without that ending. Yes, that it, it yeah. really even just when I heard that in particular, because there were all these stories coming out too about like even the studio executives didn't know about this ending because yeah, it yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. you know, so see, and it's just this one shot, you know, at the yeah. very end of the film. It's actually it a like, post credits. Oh, okay. It's not even attached. Like it's like the movie ends. Oh, gotcha. And then okay. I think, but I think it is a mid credit credit scene. Yeah. So it's not even like narratively like it doesn't narratively end the movie yeah it's just sort of like a. it's the equivalent of like samuel L. jackson showing up at the end of iron man yeah it was kind of like let's do this who knows if it'll go anywhere but if it does we have it there sure so um but yeah it's a mid it's a mid credit scene okay yeah but yeah so it you know it also just feels like sort of a, a little bit of a hail mary in a way yeah. like oh, you yeah. know and <laughs> um 
so I, you know, I, it just seemed like kind of silly. And again, like people's reaction, like that all of a sudden everyone, I'm like, have we forgotten the past, like, you know, 15 years of this guy's fucking output? Like it's all trash. <laughs> Like, why are you excited now for him to, like, attempt to make a sequel to one of the only good things he ever made? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I would prefer that he just stay the fuck away from that. Yeah. <laughs> and never go back to that again. So, you know, obviously that, you know, Split itself didn't do that because, again, it it's, plays out as its own film and then doesn't, uh, you know, provide this connection. So this movie, Glass, now will be the first movie where he actually, like, yes. goes back to that territory, mm-hmm. so to speak. And um, so I couldn't be less excited about it. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> because <laughs> it's like, I don't know why, you know, have you become such a shitty filmmaker that it's like you're not only you're not only happy, like destroying all these franchises that people for some reason continue <laughs> to give you. But you now want to, like, actually go back and, like, retcon the couple of good things that you made. Like, yeah. uh, you know, I'm excited for the end of this. You know, at the end of Glass for, like, you know, Elijah to look over or like, you know fucking beast is going to kill David Dunn somehow. And then Elijah's going to look over and see like Haley Joel Osment, like get out of a car or some shit, oh. you know? And it's like, Oh, dead David Dunn oh. was actually the ghost in sixth sense. And it's just like, you know, you could like, if you want to just tie shit together to try to create these superficial like links mm-hmm. to make these like pretty flimsy stories that you're telling seem like they have more gravity than they actually do. Like you could just keep fucking threading that rope, mm-hmm. you know, like the stuff that he's written is so like, you know, open-ended yeah. with the way that like, you know, he provides these twists and like, you know, these leaps in logic that it's like, you could really, you know, arbitrarily connect all of his movies if you wanted to. Oh, and yeah. It's not going to make any of them any better. Yeah. You know, in fact, it would probably work to their detriment, which mm-hmm. is how I feel about glass vis-a-vis, you know, unbreakable. Yeah. That, you know, rather than contribute to it and add to it, I feel like it's probably going to diminish the original film yeah. by virtue of, you know, just providing more asinine explanation. Because let's face it, the you know, Unbreakable, it really rides that border of, like, being incredibly stupid. It, it could cross that line really quickly. Yeah, you know, okay. just the whole idea of, like, this guy is so obsessed with finding a superhero in the real world that he's going to crash trains. Yeah. Like, fucking seriously i mean it's it it sounds really dumb on paper they make it work in that movie you know from what i remember at least Mm -hmm. like when i watched them break i wasn't like this is the dumbest thing i've ever seen it was like oh man this is kind of nuts you know yeah i bought that he would do that you know and so it was kind of skirting that line already Mm -hmm. and you know so i don't need to try i don't need anyone especially not m night Shyamalan, (laughs) circa 2019 to try to, you know, continue adding to that mythology uh-huh. because it's already like so close to just teetering into the brink of just like absolutely okay. fucking ludicrous shit. All right, I see what you're saying. Um and and you know, I'm I'm afraid he's just going to tip that train over the edge to borrow, you know, the imagery he loves so much. Let's stick with it's going to it's going to tip over the <laughs> edge into the water. water. <laughs> Because as we know, the train is where superpowers are born and water is where they go to die. And then once he goes through That's, the water, he'll be in another earth. Oh, exactly. Boom. That's, damn. Damn, son. <laughs> Will Smith's down there. Yeah. Just being emotionless. Just swimming around. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, and, and you know, I think that's really what, at the end of the day, I think what the biggest weakness that this movie has, just in terms of, like, its concept in general. And I haven't really talked about the trailer specifically, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this you know, is in, in, clearly your overall feeling that yeah, the trailer Yeah, well, gives it's you. just, I, I don't think there's anywhere to go with any of these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they've already, there's, 
you've already like you know had this twist with like who they actually are and all this and especially like the conceit of this movie where there's this psychiatrist yeah who's going to try to like convince them that they're not actually superheroes right is like no <laughs> we've seen them do these things yeah it's that's not going to work yeah, you know right. like I, i'm sure there's going to be like a moment where everybody kind of half believes for like a second that yeah. like oh maybe she's right <laughs> but no because then even in the trailer like fucking oh here's beast outside fucking running you know he's in yeah. his like hospital garb he's yeah. obviously just fucking escaped right and he's running around lifting cars <laughs> leaping it's like even in your fucking trailer yeah you couldn't maintain mm -hmm. this narrative concept you know like it, it's just so asinine yeah and so you know, I, I don't think it has any legs, even just as far as like a story to tell about these characters. Like, it's really just sounds like a lot of fucking blue balling before you finally just get to see the two things fight. Mm, you okay. know, like, I think that's all this movie can provide anymore. Yeah. We already know who David Dunn is, what his deal is. We know who Mr. Glass is. We know who fucking Split or the Horde or whatever it is called is. They're all established. Mm -hmm. Now they're just like locked in rooms away from each other so they can't fight yeah. until inevitably they can fight. Yeah. And like that's the whole movie. And that sounds like a really boring way to spend two hours and 10 minutes. Right. Is it two uh, hours and 10 minutes? Yeah. It's, I think so. Is it? Okay, yeah. Cool. All right. All right. So, so uh, I'm not interested. And, I, okay. you know, I, I, and as far as McAvoy is concerned, too, again, I haven't seen Split. It's really good. But like, it's uh, really good. <laughs> I'll never know. Um, but, uh, you know, even just from what I've seen in the trailers, and I've seen, like, a couple clips, because, yeah, were, and unfortunately, large number of people that were like, dude, Split is, like, really cool. We're watch this part. Uh, you know, type of shit. But I've seen, like, a couple clips from it, and, you know, I get it. Like, just the, the sort of, like, you know, virtuoso performance that he's giving as yeah. far as just being able to, like, do all these different things is, like, is really impressive in a way. Yeah. But it's like for me, that's like that's kind of not, and this is just the purist in me talking. But like that's not okay. really what makes like a great performance, and not what makes like great acting. Like, okay, you know, having to play all these different characters and like all these different personalities, it's like you're just giving like these greatest hits, kind of bombastic moments, uh -huh. and you don't have to carry like a through line of a character and show like a progression and like change inside of this like. You know, walking into a scene and being able to present like a fully fleshed out character like with a history and then have us watch that person believably change mm -hmm. over time as the result of like what happens in the film to me is like such a more incredible performance mm -hmm. than just being able to like, you know, fucking do a tap dance over here and then a martial arts act over here <laughs> and then a creepy fucking. Yeah homely woman over here and like you know just kind of flip-flop around between that stuff it's like yeah it, it takes a skill i don't i'm not you know yeah. again i'm not like shitting on him for this yeah, yeah. but i'm just like people kept going on about like how good it is i'm like i, I don't think that's what great acting is though you know but like, i think that like i mean i'm i don't believe at all that the like the like the purest sort of way that you're thinking about it in like the movies that you know sort of your um you know, thinking about to comparing it in, into like a, a, a performance wise, I don't think that, I mean, Split is nowhere near that level of like those movies and never will be. But I think for, you know, for a genre movie, like, and for what he was, like there were a few personalities that we kind of stuck with mm -hmm. in the movie that, um, 
you know, like we we do get that again for that movie. We do get that sort of like through line of a couple characters, mm-hmm. you know, because there is one character that is kind of like he's an adult, but kind of like like a child at the same time. He's got like a childlike mentality and he mm-hmm. has a lisp. And this this character is the most accessible to the girl in the movie that, you know, uh, is trying to uh, that he's kidnapped and is trying to escape. So she's always trying to talk to him. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, like the homely mother you know, British mother will show up and she knows like what's going on. Like, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't try and talk to him. Like, don't try and get him out. And so there is this like cat and mouse with her trying to get a particular personality out so yeah. that she can get out. And there is a through line. There are like other personalities that we don't even see come out, mm-hmm. that, you know, that are on like a, cause he goes and sees a therapist in, in split who is like helping him with, mm-hmm. with these or whatever. Um, but then you end up finding out that like, the personality that she's been talking to is really not. And it's the other personalities that have been sort of like leading her on mm-hmm. so that he can get what he wants out of it. Right. And so, um, so there is a little bit of a through line with particular personalities, but it's not so much that you're like, fuck, okay, what personality are we in now? Like, yeah, what yeah. the fuck? Like, I don't, this is just, it's confusing. You know what I mean? So, right. um, but I would say that his performance, like definitely like at least for split, like heightens, that movie to a level of like, oh, this is really fucking cool. And it's yeah, really it's enjoyable to like watch. Sure. You know, because it's almost like theater mm-hmm. in a way, you know, um, theater's obviously better. But, you know, yeah. it's, 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 it's that sort of that sort of thing. Right. And again, that goes to like, again, it's 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 a performance. It's not really yeah. like acting yeah. <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a, you know. uh not like the best distinction in the world, but it's, yeah, it's more like theater performance piece in mm-hmm. a way than like, I'm really like embodying this character and I'm going to yeah. like live as this person, you know, and really like, mm-hmm. you know, embrace the subtlety of like this different life than the one I live. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah, know, yeah, and portray yeah. that on screen type of thing. So, right. Yeah. You know, and, and that's cause that's what people kept with. They're like, Oh my God, just the way he's, you know, it's just like, plays like these five different characters just like machine gun after each other i'm like yeah i'm just not that impressed by that you know and i mean the wardrobe and everything changes as well like that has to change like in the movie like if it's a different character like i can't remember if we're ever like physically seeing him like change clothes all the time Mm -hmm. but with each character like the the one who's like kind of the uh, like man child like is always wearing like this windbreaker the you know the woman like he's always walking around in heels and there's mm-hmm. a, you know there's a particular like you know smock that she wears there's one character that specifically wears a beanie yeah. um, all the time and just looks like a bank robber kind of mm-hmm. you know so like there are all these little things that and then there's actually a scene in the movie where she goes into a room and like there's all the different wardrobe that's mm-hmm. that's there for all of these characters and he keeps journals of as every personality mm-hmm. that she watches a little bit yeah. uh, on his computer and shit like that so there's little touches like that where you know there's there's specific wardrobe and a look and a and a feel for each character it's not just like oh hey you're in like the female smock and now you've gone into the you know the man child mm-hmm. and now you're talking as the man child but in the female smock personality, yeah, or whatever, you know, I've, yeah. The more, yeah, the more you tell me about this, the more I'm just like, I'm pretty sure M. Night Shyamalan just read this book called "When Rabbit Howls," <laughs> by this woman Trudy Chase, uh-huh. uh, or it's technically written by the troops for Trudy Chase. The uh, troops, like yes. the army. Like, uh, like well, that's or? what, and again, that's probably where he got the horde from because oh, okay. this is a woman who had uh, multiple personality disorder. Oh. 
And this book was um, basically like a collaboration between her and her psychiatrist. Oh. It was like she was getting her to write, you know, uh, like keep a journal as all these different personalities yeah. and all this. And that's what this book is. Oh, interesting. And it's really incredible. It it's, it's an good. amazing book. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really love it. But yeah, the, yeah every, cool. like yeah, everything yeah. you tell me about, it, I'm like, that's what <laughs> Trudy Chase did. Yeah. Oh, my God. All but right. so she called them the troops. Oh, was like all of her, um, you know, different personalities, and there was a lot of interesting stuff in Ooh. there where it was like, I might want to read that. Yeah, the you know the way that, um, uh, you know, because they, they he was talking because the psychiatrist like wrote a big chunk of the book and okay. you know had to sort of because it was like the journals themselves were you know they were pretty incoherent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not really incoherent, but it was just like it was different people writing about different things completely. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, you know, it's like the handwriting is different completely, like for all these different journals that I got, you know, uh-huh. from her that like all these different personalities had had kept and all this. And, yeah, there were like, you know, physical changes that she underwent yeah. um, when she would change personality, even like scars. Oh, wow. Or like, you know, her like physiological changes yeah. that her body underwent that are like, you know, kind of miraculous in a way. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a really, really amazing story. But um, it definitely sounds like he wrote no, this book. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> You're explaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also, I mean, it's also one of those things. Like, I, from what I understand too, like multiple personality disorder is still very contested whether or not even it even exists. Okay. And this book and this woman, Trudy Chase, is one of the only, you know, sort of that's like she, her case is still like the one kind of case study that people oh. point to to be like, she definitely had has this. It? Like, oh, okay. there's all this documentation, you know, that I think the I think her uh, psychiatrist is you might still be alive uh-huh. even or if he's not, it was recent, you know, that he passed away. This book's from like the 70s, I want to say. But oh, OK. Um Ooh. But I think her case is still really the main sort of like case study as far as like, no, this is a real thing. It's not as uh, it's not as, you know, not that anybody thinks it's common, but mm-hmm. it's even less common than people even think. It's okay. like extraordinarily rare right. to the point that like she might be the only one who ever had it, yeah, you know, right. and they did get into a lot of like the psychology of like how this happened and like why it happened and mm-hmm. things like or at least what they're trying to think, you know, yeah. or, or believe happened. Um, cause it's, you know, it's hard to, and what's the book called again? When rabbit howls for our listeners, yeah. Dorian, cause I'm going to like, yeah, buy this I book. have, it's right on the shelf over there. Ooh, I'm going to look it's, at yeah. it when we're done recording. It's extremely yeah. good. Um, um, but anyway, so, you know, yeah, a lot of that feels like he kind of took a lot of that, but whereas that book has a very, you know, human angle to it because yeah. it is all about like, we're trying to get to the bottom of this and Correct. like discover, what's really going on with this woman and how she can really, cause that, that was kind of the nuts thing too, is like, she, she was like really successful and like the person with the personalities. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause yeah, yeah. like these different personalities would kind of like take o- over and it was like, I'm a, she was like an artist who had like these gallery shows and mm. then, but also ran her own like real estate business that was like oh, super successful. Wow. But there was just like, there was a personality for that. You know, Jeez. there was just like a fucking amazing <laughs> businesswoman was like yeah. one of my personalities. So like during the day, boom, you're in charge. Here wow. we go. Let's make some money <laughs> at night. I'm going to paint. All right. The artist comes out, you know, yeah. and like, again, like that sounds, you know, that's a very glorified way of like looking at it is still yeah. like she dealt with a lot of shit. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was very, you know, just for her mind in a way when she or what she thought was like herself, mm-hmm. you know, would like emerge. Yeah she just had to deal with these like big like black spaces you know in her life and that was like really hard for her to deal with just like what what have i been doing what, yeah for the past day i don't even know damn and like you know shit like that so it's really you know 
really harrowing stuff if you really think about psychologically what it's like to to inhabit that kind of mental space you know and so so anyway uh you know that's something also that again like i you know i think has been discussed with a, a lot of stuff in movies recently um having a little bit more awareness of this but also you know this like taking mental illness and making it like a superpower oh, yeah. you know is yeah, yeah, yeah that's true kind of stupid yeah <laughs> like yeah. disrespectful uh-huh. um but uh you know and then also in this one in particular like you know whether you play that towards like a hero or a villain i think it's wrong you know yeah. a wrong thing to do but especially when it's like oh he's evil because he's crazy yeah you know exactly, like that's yeah. the whole thing is like oh he's got this multiple personality disorder so guess what criminally insane you know like (laughs) that's the only conclusion that you could come to if you have this disorder Mm -hmm. is to be a criminally insane person who eats cheerleaders um so you know i I take some issue with some of that as well just being kind of uh thin and stupid um because it's like you know it's one of those things like it's fine to have a villain who's got like some sort of mental illness or something, but like they still need to have like a motivation yeah. as a villain outside right. of just like, I'm sick and crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just, you know, little effort on that front. Um, um, okay. So. so one of the, uh, anyway, so the trailer, uh, I don't like the trailer because it uses the word superhero. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that, um, you know, that I don't even think that word was even like used in Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't even it's not even used to reference anybody in Split as sure, being like yeah. a, you know, a superhero or somebody superhero like. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, this is something that was happening, you know. And I don't like that uh, one of the trailers opens with Sarah Paulson talking to the camera, but uh, she's obviously talking to the three subjects and she's just like, I'm a psych, I'm a psychiatrist that specifically deals with people who think they're superheroes. It's like, okay, it was too heavy handed for me because I'm like, no, like you don't, you're not even remembering that the world you built is not a world of superheroes mm-hmm. like at all. It yeah. was just about like a father trying to figure out and, and pushing his limits in a way, you know, and even that scene in Unbreakable when, you know, I think his son pulls a gun on him and it's just like, look, you can take anything. And like, it's a really great scene where he's just like, no, 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 no. Like I can still die. Like if you pull this trigger, like I will die. It's just, you know, certain things, you know, so there was still very, that very real element to, you know, David Dunn's, you know, Bruce Willis character being like still human, you mm-hmm. know, like he can die. You yeah. Know? And so, but with the trailer, the trailer sets up the world we live in right now in terms of like media and entertainment of superheroes. And that's what I don't like because I don't feel like any of them are superheroes. Like I honestly would have wished like the movie would have taken like a fringe science approach to it Mm -hmm. as, as opposed to like, you know, I'm Batman. Yeah. You know, that's what I don't like about it because it, it, the trailer to me feels like, and I'm a big fan of this series, but it feels like an episode of the Adam West Batman series, mm-hmm. you know? And it's very apparent to me in that when, like, uh, Samuel Jackson's character is, like, in his, um, like, his wheelchair, 
and he's like all dressed up like yeah, in his garb. Yeah. Like the little you know monocle he has <laughs> yeah, on the thing he's says got like, a fucking monogrammed like neckerchief and yeah, shit. Because, yeah, because like in Unbreakable, you know, he said that the kids would make fun of him and call him Mr. Glass because his he has a condition where his bones are very brittle and they yeah. break easily, right? And so it was just kind of like a, oh, that's like a really mean thing that the bullies used to say, but now this is like your super villain name and you have like an an M and a G on your tie. And I'm like, come on, really? Like this is where you're going with this character who was like really like tragic and yeah. really kind of cool, but now he's just reduced to like a you know, uh, like a villain of the week, yeah. kind of, you know? Well, and even doesn't one of the trailers, uh, I remember this from a while ago because I was just like laughing, but isn't there <laughs> one of the trailers that just starts with him saying like, first name, Mr. Oh, that's the end of a trailer. Last name, Glass. Yeah, that's yeah. the end of oh, okay, I, yeah. I think that's the end of like the very first, like, I think like teaser trailer. Yeah, I, like I just remember that and I was yeah. like, like laughing out loud. <laughs> you know, it was like a fuck you, Batman. Yeah. Or, fuck Batman, <laughs> like kind of moment for me. Yeah, I was like, right. yeah, I. I feel like sorry for people that are excited by this. Um, but yeah, so that's one of the things I, I don't like about I don't like about the trailer is that it it puts it in a world of superheroes where I don't feel like none of these yeah. characters should be. Well, because that's I mean, granted, like the first you know Unbreakable came out before the real craze yeah. of superhero movies. When did I'm, the first did the first X Men come out in ninety nine or two thousand? It was around. I think X two came out in two thousand. Okay. If I remember right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So like ninety eight or yeah, something yeah, for yeah. the first one. Okay. Sounds right, about yeah. right. Um so I mean it was it was starting. Yes. You know, and like obviously the you know, Batman movies, Tim Burton, you know, had already happened. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Stuff like that. Those, yeah, those had already happened and become a joke and then become unsuccessful. Yes. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, they were already talking, you know, to other directors at that point. Cause Batman Begins was only a few years after that. It's 2005. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so when Unbreakable came out, it wasn't the comic book craze, but it was still like, there were superhero movies starting to happen. It was obvious like this was going to be a, a thing. thing, you yeah. know, like, uh, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man was oh, around yeah. 2000. Yeah, so, yeah. um, yeah, it was clear this was going to be a thing. So, but what was cool with Unbreakable is again, as you pointed out, it's, it's not related to any one franchise. It's more just about like comic books mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the like almost grounded and like incidental way in which perhaps these things could have been derived from actual things in real life. Yeah. You know, that like maybe there are people out there who have these extremities, you know, mm-hmm. that like, you know, like Mr. Glass or like David Dunn, who right. even, you know, again, like, has these superpowers, but also has like a, there's a humanity to it. There is there are limitations to it. It's yes. not like he can just fly, yeah, you know, <laughs> right, or just yeah. like yeah, get shot a hundred <laughs> times and just walk towards the machine gun, you know, yeah. no problem. You know, he could fall into a fucking pool with a tarp over it and get twisted up in it and fucking drown. And drown you know, right. like <clears throat> so. You know, that was kind of like a neat conceit to that whole idea. It was mm-hmm. like, okay, maybe this is like. You know, just like a lot of things, you, you like we both watch Ancient Aliens, you know, where it's yes. like, you know, maybe this is maybe it's not either one of these extremes. Maybe it's just actually this like this one sort of more minor extreme that then got blown out of proportion because yeah. it was just that even that minor extreme felt so different. And like right. Anyway, so like that's that's what was cool about its approach to like the comic book and like the superhero idea. And so, yeah, the way that it seems like now this whole universe is being leveraged to, like, comment on the current actual tangible obsession with comic book superhero characters yes. is, like, a little depressing, you it know, is, in terms of... I don't of, want that. Exactly. I don't want yeah, the commentary. That's, that's not what made this interesting. I'm like, fine with my commentary yeah, on the, it. it right. I love it. 
and that's it. Yeah. You know, other people are making that commentary anyway. It's happening, yes. you know, and it's like it'd be it seems like a better approach would have been to like continue just going your own direction with this stuff. Yeah, you know, 100%. that's that's what would have made it more of like a unique thing. Mm-hmm. Um and that's and that's really what I'm getting from this trailer is like this whole idea that like you know, we are going to bring in this psychiatrist to like basically convince all these people that they aren't actually superheroes. Right. When we all know that they are. And none of them have ever even called themselves superheroes. Right. So it's yeah. like to bring in the psychiatrist is like moot. It's like, what? No. Uh, you know. Um, let's but yeah, it seems like, you know, it's it's very much this commentary on like, you know, let's break down who these people are that you look up to so much. You know, yeah. like, let's look at this superhero and supervillain <laughs> character under a microscope so we can, you know, see the... American psyche laid out for us on a fucking table, and it's yeah. like that's not it's <laughs> not what anyone's here for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's like people who watch superhero movies, even if like you're not knee deep into comic books or knee deep into like filmmaking or story structure, or, like the three act structure, or hero villain, that kind of stuff. Like, like you know this already, but I know people will go in and watch. We'll go in and watch this movie and be like, holy shit, this totally like just broke open everything for me. And now I'm going to be able to watch like, you know, Marvel movies and DC movies in like a different way because mm-hmm. like they've broken it down for me. It's like, no, you know this. Like, don't sell yourself short. Like, know that the movie is 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 not breaking any new ground. It's just trying to piggyback on the ground that continues to break yeah. to be broken over and over and over again with sometimes very, very successful movies and sometimes not so successful movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I'd say the, I'd say I'm excited for the movie because like, I'm excited to see, you know, Bruce Willis's character again and Samuel Jackson's character again. And also, you know, James McAvoy, like, I just want to see yeah. like what happens in that like gumbo, of a movie, right. you know, and, and, and what goes along with it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like a lot of stuff, Dorian. Yeah. You know, I do, <laughs> you know, I do. Um, and, uh, I'm not at all like, I, I have, I have high hopes for the movie, mm-hmm. but not, uh, split to me is still like the top or unbreakable mm-hmm. and split are still like the, these are two really good movies that have, no relation to each other. Yeah. I'm just not sold yet on the framing device that we get in the trailer of them being in an institute yeah. altogether. Right. And how that's going to work out. Because there's even some shots in the trailer like of David Dunn on the street and he bumps into James McAvoy. And then clearly we see James McAvoy have another group of girls that he's kidnapped. Yeah. So and he did get away in Split. Mm-hmm. He did. He did escape. So we don't. He's not like. He's not like chained up. The only person in jail, if we're going continuity wise, is Samuel Jackson. Right. Yeah. From the end of Unbreakable. Yeah. It seems like basically the movie probably starts with like you know, trying to get you excited about like all right, David Dunn's like on the case now. You know, the horde's got a new fucking group <laughs> of people. Yeah. He's gonna go find him and like you know, and then that's when they're like both gonna get caught, caught and like yeah. then brought to this asylum. Where and like where, so where Price is at. Yeah. Yeah. So like probably a lot of that stuff is at the very beginning and mm-hmm. like it makes it seem like it's going to be something exciting and then yeah. it's just like nope. Now we're gonna lock everyone in individual rooms and we're gonna talk. We're gonna have a therapy session. Yeah. We're gonna chat for a while, guys. Yes. And then we're gonna flash lights at you to change your personality because that's a that's thing. kind of cool. I like that. I like that aspect of it. That's fine. All right. I'm good with that. <laughs> That's what felt like Adam was Batman shit to me. Oh, did it? Like, oh, my my personality zapper. (laughs) Thank God I brought this, you know? Yeah. 
It's just like, I, okay, I, I can't wait for. You There's going to be. Some I can't sci- wait for the pseudoscience line. That's what like, I was about to yeah, say that's right that's now. <laughs> that's exactly what I was about to say right now. Yep. These lights have harnessed the power of the sun, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they do this to the body. Yeah. What do you think the lights are used for? Like, like if the lights were actually used for a specific type of science, and they're being adapted. Oh, for the beast. Okay. This is what I'm thinking. Like, yeah. I'm thinking that that line that's going to be written is like, we use this, I don't know, to treat narcolepsy or some bullshit. <laughs> I don't know. Like, we use this for something very oh, it's real. It's probably for advanced interrogation, interrogation techniques. Oh. Like that type of shit where they have like loud lights. They never let you sleep. You know, they like oh, keep you yes. awake. And it's like, you know, they'll let like 10 minutes will go by. And then all of a sudden, like alarms and lights start flashing. So yeah, it's like yeah, anytime yeah. you start to fall asleep, you just get woken up again. You yeah. go crazy. Ooh, yeah. It's probably for that. That's, that's a good. That sounds like a good one. They're like, so if it'll make sane people crazy, <laughs> maybe it will bring stability to a crazy person. <laughs> oh, you just wrote that line. I'm going to let yeah. you know what it is, too. That's probably, that's probably, that's probably what probably it is. It. Yeah, that's probably what it Sarah is. Sarah Paulson's going to crush that line, though. She's Yeah, yeah, she's, she's really, usually pretty good. But she's pretty solid. I just don't imagine she's got a lot of material to work with here <laughs> in this yeah, movie. Yeah. Well, so. I'm excited. We're going to go see it for Alex's birthday. Cool. Alex and I saw Split, and we both really loved Split when we saw it. So nice. to see... To see it come to hopefully an end, yeah, uh, will be pretty interesting. So I'm um, I'm curious too because I so honestly I thought uh, I thought this was coming out uh, today the 11th. Oh, um, because they're like the past like three days I've kept uh, seeing all these reviews pop up for the movie. Yeah, um, apparently they yeah did a bunch of critics screen. There's no embargo, you know, waiting for. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, next weekend when it releases, and uh, pretty much all the reviews are bad. Yeah, like really bad, really bad. Um, and I'm kind of shocked that they would like screen this so far ahead of release date. Mm-hmm. Kind of, I mean, they had to at least known. It's like a week, right? To some, de- yeah, like I mean, it's like a week and a half. Like yeah. I've seen these pop up like two, three days ago. I yeah, swear. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they, you know, they had to know to some degree that, like, this isn't going to be the, like, rave reviews, you know, yeah. that normally, like, you know, you have some confidence of that if you're going to screen a movie this far ahead of time. Right. Um, but it's been, like, yeah, just all pretty yeah. pretty naysaying, you know, stuff, <laughs> uh, which, of course, I was, you know, thrilled to see. Everybody's got their criterion uh, cups next to them while they're writing their reviews, bro. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Well, excuse me. Let me get some, yeah. Uh, but... <laughs> Uh, so anyway, so, but it got me thinking though, about like how in a way, like, uh, you know, it seems like recently, like bad reviews have become a way of mobilizing your fan base. Yes. That like, so like Venom uh, was the first thing I thought of Ooh, where that's a good that point. came out like a week, you know, it was getting terrible reviews yeah. for like a week before it came out. Like people just fucking ripping it apart. And all that did was like all the the entire fan base, people who were excited, instead of going like, oh man, that's too bad they made a shit movie, they all went, no, that's just critics yeah. trying to shit on something that I love. I'm going to go see it and I'm going to love the. It was like it forced people to like make up their mind that they loved this movie so they could defend it before it even came out. So yeah. then when they went and saw it, regardless of how they felt, they kind of had to come out and be like, I love this. Yeah, yeah. And it drove people to the theaters, like, because people were like, no, this can't be, you know, this is just more of like, you know, highfalutin criterion cup carrying <laughs> critics out there trying to shit on just entertainment because it's not like fucking art. And it's like, no, dude, like, there's been good entertainment also. See, Mission Impossible Fallout, 
that came out last year. That was a fucking good movie. Yeah. You know, like that was entertainment done right. Mm-hmm. This is just bad entertainment. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> and it sucks that it's like a character you've been excited to see and all this stuff. And so, yeah, I feel like this is they're almost like leveraging that same yeah. uh, kind of mentality that it's like, OK, let's, you know, <laughs> this movie's shit. <laughs> <laughs> What can we, how can we salvage that? You know, there's been a few methods recently. Number one, sell it to Netflix. Yep. Cloverfield Paradox Cloverfield style. Paradox. Yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah. apparently, uh, Holmes and Watson, Watson yes. they tried to do that, but Netflix was like, oh, we're not touching that thing. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so, or, you know, the other one is like, yeah, you know, if it's something that has like a rabid fan base to it, basically let critics tear it apart so that people you know have this same reaction and yeah. like sort of guide that reaction back towards like an even bigger opening bo- uh, weekend box office like yeah. i guarantee you this movie's gonna kill next weekend oh fuck yeah dude because everybody who's like dude this is just critics who fucking just hate m night Shyamalan because they didn't you know couldn't get into like the visit which was awesome by the way <laughs> you know and all that like it's just those types of people that are going to like, you know, see all these people shitting on it and just that's all that's going to do is just like push them even harder in that yeah. direction. Um, so it's weird that that's like a like bad reviews are a strategy now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. for like major, major movies. Venom, like, Venom got a sequel greenlit. Out yeah. Of oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, and there yeah. were there were a couple other ones last year, too. That I remember like the same thing happened yeah, with, too. Yeah. It was like people yeah. saw it and they're like, no, critics are like, you guys, it's, it's a bad movie. Like. Yeah. This isn't me shitting on it. <laughs> it just sucks. Like, <laughs> and everyone's like, no, you just yeah. hate Marvel. It's like, well, I mean, that might be true, but I mean, it's still a bad still, movie. I mean, do you think that's like, I don't know. I don't know if I want to, like, do you think that's like, a, it's pretty smart marketing, I guess, right? Yeah, smart move on their part, for I sure. Mean, yeah, you know, why like, not? If that's the way people are reacting, you know, it's just like yeah. playing this outrage culture against itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people just getting outraged that critics are shitting on this thing. Right. You know? And it's yeah. like, oh, well, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Let's organize a get together and all go pay to see this and, mm-hmm. you know, tell them how dumb they are at the box office. And it's like, all right, well, yeah. you keep getting shit movies then. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I like I'm I would say like I'm 50 percent uh, like maybe a bit more like in that crowd most of the time. You know what I mean? Like I there was somebody who um you know i'm on twitter and you know i've been seeing all the negative reviews for it and everything and mm-hmm. like it's not really deterring me away from my excitement to go right. see it at yeah. all you know but it's i'm also not like in in the realm of like oh my god these are just like uneducated like you know fuckers who just want to shit on something yeah because it's not like you know up to their standards yeah, yeah. right you know because it's not roma it's like i'm not going into glass thinking I'm going to get something as like profound as Roma, like yeah. take it fucking easy. Okay? <laughs> but also at the same time, like, you know, I like to form my own opinion. Like I am that, I am that viewer that it's like, okay, right, yeah. you know, a hundred percent of the world fucking hated this movie. I'm going to go see it. And you know what? Yeah. You watched Gotti recently. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Granted, your opinion didn't differ from everyone else's. No, it but, didn't. Yeah. yeah but yeah, yeah, you're yeah. still like, I want to know for myself. Yeah. And I respect the shit out of that. Like, and I am. I understand yeah. that just like I'm not going to listen to critics, period. Right. Mentality. Like I'm 100% behind that because I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If, you know, 
uh, again, like if there's a filmmaker or something that I'm really interested, like again, you know, there were plenty of bad reviews of House That Jack Built. I was like, oh yeah, I don't fucking no, care. Good, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. will be there day one. But right. it didn't like that didn't alter my opinion though, just because I wanted to be like contrarian. Yeah, you know, like that's what I take issue with is like people who are like, oh, I don't really care, but then like critics are shitting on this. Man, I'm so sick of critics just shitting on movies. Yeah, because they're not all like fucking works of art. Like, yeah, I'll go fucking see Glass. Yeah, you know, like just to like you know as a fuck you to these Stick guys like that mentality i hate yeah you know? it's no, no, like no, no. yeah yeah you know but if you had you know so i could respect somebody who had just like modest expectations for the film they're mm-hmm. like man i kind of wanted to see this but like wow it really sounds like he really shit the bet on this yeah, yeah maybe maybe i'll just skip it and go see something else instead like right i can respect that opinion you know yeah yeah um but yeah, so for you, who's just like, you know, in general, like, I don't fucking care what critics say. Like, I'll look at what they write, even yeah. if, but even if everyone shits on this movie, if I'm interested, I'm interested. You yeah. Know, I'm going to make right. up my own mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not going to say it works all the time for me. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely not. At not. All. Like, and sometimes, you know, the critics are right. And being a snob doesn't yeah. always work for me <laughs> yeah, either. You know, you know I, st- <laughs> <laughs> I still have moments where I'm like, damn, this movie sucked. Or, yeah. or moments where I watch a piece of entertainment filmmaking, I'm like, no. How am I going to tell Bobby I like this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. It's so So, good. That's so good. Yeah. I'm like, I'm Hannah's making me like scared to watch Aquaman, you know, when it comes out. Cause I'm going to, she's, she's like day one. She wants that 4k disc. Like she's, she's all about Aquaman. Um, Aquaman, (laughs) Steve Aquaman, Steve Aquaman. Uh, but I'm afraid just from what I've heard that like, you know, there's gonna be a moment like an hour in where Patrick Wilson's like doing his hair <laughs> that I have to like look over at Hannah and just be like, This is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you do have that feeling with that movie, you know? Honestly. I'm a, it seems like it, you know, I do. Like just, I really yeah, I really it do. seems like it's got a better opportunity or better chance to provide that yeah. than than most other. Yeah. You know? I mean, I like a you know, I like a shitty I like a tongue in cheek Momoa. Yes, I can. I can hang with tongue and cheek Momoa. You're gonna get a tongue and cheek movie, sir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Kingdom of Brian. You know. Um, anyway, so, so good. Yeah. So, good. <laughs> so anyway, point is, pendulum swings both ways. It does. No one's. No one's got it made. No one's got the perfect. You know, approach to any of this stuff. Right. But uh, you know, there are. I. I will say though that I think there are people who have a the wrong approach. <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah, that's fine. And that's people fine. and people who will support a movie just because critics are shitting on it. Yeah, that's the wrong approach. Yeah, and sometimes it's like good to like read those reviews. Not yeah. that you have to agree with them, but like there are sometimes that those like can have a tempering effect as well. Yeah, right. Like, okay, like, I still want to see this, but I'm not expecting like the fucking greatest movie ever anymore. Yeah, you know? right. And if you walk out still being like, I don't know, like I really still like enjoyed the fuck out of the movie. Like I fucking hated the Predator, but yeah. there is a there is a <laughs> sect of people that are just like. Yo, I had fucking fun with that movie. Great. I'm yeah. glad you had fun. Good but for you. Something about it for me was just like, sorry, I cannot support this movie because of the three other movies. Yeah. I don't count AVP. The mm-hmm. three other movies that we have that are just far better deviations in the Predator lore right. than this movie decided to go with. So, yep. Sorry. It was funny too. One of the um, one of the reviews that I saw for for Glass. For Glass. Uh, it was it was just it speaking to this exact phenomena that knowing that writing a bad review for this movie ahead of time would immediately just like spur the fan base to go like oh you're just an asshole you know yeah um, excuse me uh, 
like the first like three paragraphs of this review are him talking about what a like unreasonable M. Night Shyamalan fan he is. <laughs> okay. It's like just proving his credential. Like, look, man, I actually like some of these movies that everyone shits on. That's how much I like M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> And this was a disappointment, okay. you know, like right. it was, yeah, it was yeah. really funny that he just seemingly knowing exact again, like everyone's aware of how this is going to work. Yeah. It's just so funny to see everyone like playing their parts, you know, just right. like in a perfunctory way almost. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, bad review. Okay. Fanboy comment, troll, 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 <laughs> you know, and it's just all like feels like a, you know, like a job like, oh, okay, five o'clock time to stop writing shitty comments to reviewers who hated yeah. glass. I'm going to go, you know fucking watch tv now or whatever um and even the reviewers just being like well i gotta write a bad review of glass because it sucks but i know all that's gonna do is drive people to go see it which is the opposite of the intent of this bad review so now i've got to write in a thing claiming that like i'm actually a huge like (laughs) i gotta come clean with the world now yeah i'm i've i love this man to an unconscionable degree (laughs) (laughs) and i have to tell everybody that before i can even review the movie because it's like damn it isn't you know there was a time when, like, just being a film critic was credential enough. Oh, yeah. You know, but those days are long gone. Because oh, anyone could just gone. start a blog or yeah. post on Twitter or whatever. So it's a bummer. It is. It's a bummer. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah. So that was interesting that it was, like, <laughs> just seeing what, like, what film criticism, the shape it even takes now and, and where it, like, actually rests inside. It's just, like, another in such a different way than it ever was before. Like, you know, before it was like a wild card, you know, it's just mm-hmm. film reviewers are just going to review the movie and if they like it, they like it. And if they don't, they don't. And yeah. it could bury or, you know, elevate your film. Yeah. But now it's just like another tool. Yeah. That like is just part of the distribution and marketing process. Like, okay, we know we're going to get bad reviews. So how do we make that work for us? Or yeah. like, we know we're going to get good reviews because we've paid all these reviewers. So where do we have those release, you know, in order to make the most impact? It's just like, it's, it's such a, I don't know. It's such a strange thing. It obviously like completely undercuts the validity of any of it. Yeah. You know, it's really just like noise in the world. It's a a film review is like no different than like, you know, your cousin Steve posting his review of a movie on Twitter. It's like, they pretty much hold the same amount of weight in the world Oh yeah. at this point. So I can already see like the, the opening weekend, like box office, and then like you know how they play those like uh, short TV spots with like critics, oh, critic right. reviews yeah. on them. But I can already hear like the movie guy voice going, "Critics are split on Glass. <laughs> Come this weekend and decide for yourself." <laughs> Copyright Bobby Navi. Don't fucking steal that. The unbreakable <laughs> M Night Shyamalan oh, is it. back at it. <laughs> so good. Splitting critics yes. over his latest masterwork, Glass. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's good. Wow. Yeah. We just wrote copy for We did. <laughs> we this is you know, you know where those extra ten plays came from from our twenty-five plays up to like thirty-five plays that we've had on the podcast the past couple is like plays? What do you mean? Oh, on you said on our podcast we've had like like up to like over 30 plays on our oh, recent oh, yes. episodes yeah, 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 as, yeah, yeah, as yeah. opposed to previous ones. Right, right, right. That's like, that's like eight more like high level Hollywood executives <laughs> who have figured out the secret sauce. Yes. Right. We've right. talked about it many times that like people are just quietly listening to this and like just stealing shit from us. Fuck. That's a good one. The nope. audience. Uh, yeah. The critics are split. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. The unbreakable <laughs> M night Shyamalan. <laughs> 
cinemas, David Dunn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's for those extra. It's you've becoming... heard it right. You've heard it right, America. It's happened again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh man, that's oh, great. God. Just bring them all back in. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> oh God, that's so good. Um, I think that's all I got for glass. Yeah, not I'm gonna lie. Not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I think that's about it. Yeah, that's um, that's probably more than needed to be said. <laughs> you, I, I, what I got out of this conversation was that that book recommendation. Oh I yeah, I really want to read that. Yeah, when Rabbit Howls, really excellent, good, excellent. That's book. a good, you know, deviation at least for. Yeah, it's rough too. Show. I mean, yeah. you know, she she had some she had some pretty nasty trauma. Yeah in her life that necessitated the creation of multiple personalities to sort of uh, 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 blanket and uh, protect mm-hmm. the the core consciousness, which was damaged in a very fragile state. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, really interesting. So if you're interested in, yeah, just identity or personality or like, you know, psychology, any of that stuff, um, it's a really fascinating look into, yeah, how minds really work. But, Sweet. Yeah. Check right. it out, people. Well, obviously, Dorian suggests that you should stay away from this movie at all costs. Yep. I'm going to go see it. Yep. I'm excited. <laughs> going to get my cheese sticks, my popcorn. <laughs> right. Going to IMAX for this? Uh, I think we're going to do Dolby Cinema. Okay. We're still uh, we're still deciding where the, where we want to eat for Alex's birthday and stuff. But yeah. usually when we go see a movie, like I'll go I'll go back home and we'll go to uh, there's this AMC theater in Crestwood that has a AMC uh, Dolby. Yeah. And we usually do that. Yeah, I'm. It's the the IMAX thing is a little weird to me for this just for this movie because it doesn't seem like a big spectacle really. Like, I mean, you know, even when they fight each other, it's like this is like a you know it's like a twenty million dollar (laughs) movie. It's not (laughs) you know it's not Avengers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I mean they're doing. I mean, well, this week, uh, what do you call it? This week, uh, Aquaman is still in um, at the Navy Pier. Mm -hmm. Aquaman is still being played in IMAX. Oh wow! But it's a couple shows. Because they, for a week engagement, they're doing that documentary Free Solo. Oh, really? In IMAX. Wow. Uh, th- for this week. That's really cool. Um, which I kind of want to see. I might, yeah. I might try and do that. But then they're all f- also for the week playing A Star's Damn. Name. From Music Box to the IMAX. Yes. <laughs> like Free Solo played a Music Box yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but they're doing, they're showing a Star is Born uh-huh. in IMAX. IMAX. Yeah, oh, okay. they did an IMAX run a couple, maybe a month ago for a week, mm-hmm. and then I think uh, since did the Golden really Globes and oh, the sure. awards are they're putting it back into IMAX for a week. I'm sure it's still playing in regular theaters, yeah. but um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, they just do that kind of shit now. You know, it's like, hey, let's just throw it in IMAX and get that twenty dollar ticket. Sure, you yeah. know, like I wouldn't see it in IMAX. Dolby's good enough for me. I want like a good sound, and Dolby's got a good picture as well. So yeah, yeah, you know, they usually do a 4K projection or whatever it is. So, so it's good. But uh, well, guys, hope you enjoyed our episode, episode 40. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna rattle off some um, some uh, social media stuff. Oh, go for it. I feel it. like in 2019, I'm gonna try and get a little bit more on the horse with the some uh, some couch social media, some engagement, some engagement. Wow. Yeah. I us. want someone to be like, fuck you, Dorian, and your fucking cup. <laughs> I'm going to be like, well, good, you're just yelling at a wall. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We got we to gotta talk some market synergy. Ooh. That's, yeah, that's something yes. we need to get rolled into the mix here. Um, so you can um, interact with mainly me, but I'll let Dorian know what's, what's popping. Uh, on Facebook, you just uh, look up the couch and like the page there. 
Uh, on Twitter, we're at Guys on the Couch. And uh, I'm on Twitter at uh, Lone Star Jedi. So definitely look me up if you want to interact or uh, let me know what you guys think about uh, the episodes. And then, like I said, we're also on iTunes, Spotify now and Podbean. And if you like the show or know anybody that might like the show, please recommend it to them and uh, rate and review us on iTunes. It definitely helps with uh, everything. Yeah. Do all of that. So thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you later. Rub one out. Don't see glass. Dorian is split on (laughs) seeing glass. I'm not.